welcome back to another episode of Explain It Slowly. Okay, so um, tell me about this one time where you did this crazy thing to your computer where you split up your memory. Uh-huh. Remember that one time where you had a one gig of memory and you split it in half and you used it for two different things and then you couldn't recuperate it? Do you remember that one time? I don't know. <laughs> I had my one gig of memory, got my scissors out, and I'm like, Sorry, chop, not chop. one gig, one terabyte. You just got a new computer and okay. you got... Okay, I'm remembering, I'm yeah. remembering. Um, First so. of all, what's the problem <laughs> there? What did you do? You split your... My hard drive. How, okay, so how do you split your hard drive memory? You partition it. How do you partition your hard drive? It's not memory. Stop calling it memory. Okay, That's how confusing. do you partition your hard drive? Okay, so a hard drive is... Uh, the thing that stores... It's yeah. RAM, no? No, it's not no. RAM. <laughs> Sorry, I'm using all the wrong terms. It's the thing that stores your data on the computer, Your no? data, your operating system, your everything. That stays alive while the computer's off. And that's very important. Okay. RAM does not stay alive. Don't that, don't stay alive, RAM. Yeah. Die. <laughs> Die, RAM. Um, but yeah, your hard drive stays alive. It, or it doesn't stay alive. But it remembers everything that you save to it over a long period of time, thankfully. Um, and you can partition it if you want to run multiple operating systems. So, for instance, you run... So, operating system, going back to the previous... Uh, yeah, previous episode we talked this, about... So we talked about virtual machines. So, was this before you discovered virtual machine was a thing? No, this uh, the virtual machines did not apply here. Okay. Um, but basically, you want to run one operating system, um, maybe a version of the OS uh, that's safe to use. Um, and by safe to use, I mean won't take all of your stuff and make it go poof. So why didn't you use virtual machine? So virtual machines rely on a lot of things being available in both the host operating system and the virtualized operating system uh -huh. to work really well. Yeah. You can run software in a virtual machine, no problem. As long as that software does not include graphics, does not need mouse and keyboard input, does not need the internet. So it's very simple. It's very like... Bare bones. Like, as You're running like software. It adds numbers. It checks ancient, memory. Ancient yeah. computer level. Ancient computer level software. Okay. Which can be very, like, that's what your operating system is. It's very complex, but does not really deal with put some stuff on the screen. Okay. And that's something else entirely. Now, your virtual operating system is like, hey, I don't have a monitor connected to me, nor do I have a USB, nor do I have a keyboard and mouse, yeah. nor do I have the internet. I have power somehow. I don't really know how it's happening. That's that's what the virtual operating system is thinking. Um, so you need to be able to tell it, like, hey, a virtual operating system, here's a display. You can put images on this thing. And the virtual operating system is like, no, -uh, I don't see any, like, wirings connected up. So you say, okay, okay, it's not real. But if you talk to it in this way, you can put images on it. So you, the developer has to no me the, the writer of the operating system has to add capabilities to it to work as a virtualized computer okay so you're you the developer does not need to tell the virtual operating system like hey here's a thing to put in no apple needs to do that okay and apple didn't really do that up until very recently okay so like if you wanted to run mac os unless you wrote all those pieces yourself and convinced the virtualized operating system hey, you're running like on a virtual thing. Here's how to get access to a display. Here's 
how to get access to a computer, uh, keyboard and mouse and all that. It's not really going to know how to do that. Okay. So long story short, the easiest way to run multiple operating systems was to run one at a time, but have the data for them on the same hard drive. So you can have different hard drives. You can connect one via USB, for instance, but that's really slow compared to the one that's built into the computer. Yeah. So what I did is I split my two terabyte hard drive into one terabyte halves. Uh-huh. I copied everything from the first terabyte over to the second terabyte. Mm-hmm. And I upgraded that to a beta version of the OS just to test with and play around with. So you upgrade one one of the terabyte to run a the beta. beta version. Yeah. Now that beta was fairly stable, so I continued to use it. Um, and slowly over time, I used that one more than the main one. And as soon as you start doing that, you don't really go back because it's the newer thing. Yeah. And that's where all the data is, like your data, your projects, your photos, yada, yada, yada. So I started using the second terabyte almost exclusively. Mm -hmm. Um, And I should preface this that making a partition is really easy. You have your hard drive. You're only using 500 gigabytes of it. And you can say, hey, I want to make this into two partitions. So you... Say, okay, this is partition number one, and then the second half becomes partition number two. And it takes care. If there's any data on partition number two, it will move it, um, and everything will be good. So live partitioning used to be fraught, but is relatively easy nowadays. So that's what I did. And then I started using that one exclusively. I got off the beta that was now my main one. And I'm like, okay, I don't need partition number one again anymore. So I'm like, okay, partition number one, poof, I'm done with you. So I deleted it. But number one is the main one, whereas number two is the beta. No, number two wasn't the beta anymore. Oh, it so was the beta until it became the real one. Oh, and, and then, then number one was old and ancient and boring. Okay, so then you're like, okay, I want to take the updated version two, put it back on number one that way, and ma- thinking that they're all both merged back into your... That's what I should have done. What I didn't do is that. What oh, I did was I kept version one and version two. Uh-huh. I updated version 2 to the latest and greatest because uh-huh. that's where my latest data was. And then I thinking I could just resize the partition, I deleted partition number 1. Oh, instead of merging them back in, you decided I'm just going to delete it thinking I'll just go back. Thinking I can then resize the partition. What which, I, which makes sense that you should be able to, right? Because the think. hard drive is a set amount of storage, right? Yes. And to resize partitions, you just take the end of it and you say, okay, you're bigger now and you're smaller now. It's supposedly easy. Yeah. Okay. The problem is you can never resize backwards. You can only resize the tail end, not the front end. Of course, they tell you that afterwards. Well, they don't tell you that. You just (laughs) discover it. Uh, Because once you delete that first partition, I could not resize the second partition. Because because you can only do the the end. end. You're already You can't do the front of it. Yeah. Um, So that became a real problem real quickly. Um, So, yeah. You lost half your hard drive. And I lost access to half my hard drive as a result of that. But the, the... But it's there's nothing important on that first part anyway. There wasn't, but I did not have access to half right. of a two terabyte hard drive, yeah. which is unfortunate to say the least. And they cost a lot. And they cost <laughs> a lot, yeah. Um, so long story short, I needed to make a backup of that whole thing, wipe everything, have a panic attack that my backup didn't work. Yada yada yada. I got I got it working at the end of the so day. So you restored your computer pretty much. Uh, yeah, I, I from from scratch. From scratch, I I made a backup, but wiped everything, then 
redid that and then that didn't work and then redid it again twisted my fingers um good thing i made three backups in different ways <laughs> um but yeah that was a mess that i'm never gonna do again because that was like not worth my time uh-huh. um so i don't use beta software anymore for the most part Lynn uses beta software now. this past year yeah with a new <laughs> iphone operating system it was um it was a very bad decision because I put it on my main phone because I only have one phone. And I decided to put a beta version on my phone. And my phone was by like half day. Half day meaning like five hours after I wake up the phone is dead every single day for like months. Because it takes a while for things to come out of beta. Yeah. And and thankfully that was the worst that happened. It was fairly stable otherwise. Uh, it's just the battery life that was... Yeah, the battery kind of like sucks. Well, if you have a phone shoot. that's supposed to last you more than eight hours a day and it, like, dies... Three. <laughs> like, after two to, like, three to four hours, it's not good, you know? Yeah. And the phone is constantly over... Not overheating, but it's hot to the touch. Well, that's where your battery went. Yeah. Turning it into a hand warmer. So, cool. Did you... You learn your lesson, I'm assuming? Yeah, I did. <laughs> The the funny thing is, the more I use computers, the less and less I like customize and have fun with them. Because, because you've done it all, and <laughs> because you... I've shot myself in the foot so many times. Yeah, that that it's just it it doesn't end up being fun when it like turns disastrous after the fourth time, if that makes sense. But also, it's just uh, that's sort of like only developers fall into that trap of like you know putting themselves in that position no i would right? say hobbyists the majority too. majority of people don't like don't know the fact that they can partition their their hard drive or that they can run multiple os system and things like that if anything i would say that hobbyists probably fall into the same thing it's just developers that like daredevil <laughs> no that that reap the the <laughs> the, repercussions. the repercussions of their actions because you have to use that computer to like work and all of a sudden, it's not usable, and you have to spend a whole lot of time, like, fixing it. Um, and that's that's the unfortunate part, because that's the thing that you use to work. So, yeah, I, I encourage everyone to, like, mess around with their computing devices and have fun with them, because that's how you learn. Like, truth and behold. Tr- truth be told. <laughs> truth and behold. Um, truth can, be told. You that's, can behold the truth. <laughs> that, that's how you learn how like computers work is by like royally messing them up. The first kinds of things I was interested in as, as a kid. As long as you can afford to mess it up. And, like, I guess so. But um, yeah, like as a kid, my mom like was doing a lot of work with computers. And as computers were rapidly evolving, her four megabyte hard drive all of a sudden wasn't very impressive. So she had a whole stack of these things laying around and she's like, sure, take it apart. So I took apart hard drives. They were never going back together. Mm-hmm. Right. But I got to learn about how hard drives work, how the arms move, how there are multiple discs in them. And that stays with you. Right. In a way. And way more than learning about it on YouTube or learning about it on wikipedia or or whatnot so like yeah if you can and i would say like most people probably can because a lot of technology gets outdated really quickly and becomes really cheap get your cell get your hands on old technology and take it apart learn how it works hack it like try mess around with it like for the most part computers are super resilient 
and you learn this when you start fixing other people's computers and you see how the inside of a sealed thing can suddenly become very disgusting and dirty <laughs> and it still works like there's a coca-cola stain right on the motherboard and the computer turns on fine sure the right mouse button doesn't work anymore and it's probably due to that stain in some weird way but the computer it kind of like chugs on you know like that's that's the surprising thing about it it's it's surprisingly resilient so um if you don't have any table stakes in it yet um and maybe this is like the start of a career that turns it into table stakes mad computer scientist um yeah like mess around with your computers learn about them poke around every setting see what they do see your computer suddenly go poof because you deleted everything because you ran the thing that someone told you would delete everything like <laughs> see if that happens because heck it's a lot of it is undoable some of it's not um but at every step in the way you're gonna learn something and i think that's that's a great thing so cool although i am jaded i want to encourage everyone to get to the point where they too can be jaded (laughs) (laughs) because that's how you learn and and you learn a lot through the process mostly how to fix the computer when things go bad after the fact and then you become the family and friends designated computer fixer yep (laughs) which you also have a shirt that says uh what does this say? No, I will not fix your computer. Yeah, no, I will not fix your computer. <laughs> so, like, at the end of the day, yes, I will fix your computer because you're asking. Um, but... You do it with, like, an angry face. Uh, like, I don't want to <laughs> do this, but sure. <laughs> so, yeah, at the end of the day, I want to encourage people to le- also learn how to fix their computers because then I don't have to do it. <laughs> um... Except all the people that ask you to fix their computers aren't the ones listening to this podcast. So Darn. <laughs> cool. Thanks for listening. Bye, everyone. Bye.